0: Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, Hive and posts on Tumblr. Joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon, and I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile.
1: Hi, this is Guile. I'm Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Clotho.
0: Hi, this is Clotho, and I'm Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. And we are joined by our returning champion guest Jinmo. I don't know <laughs> why I called you that. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am Jinmo, and I'm Jinmo on Tumblr. (laughs) Thanks for coming back. I don't know why I feel the need to, like, spice up the intros. (laughs) The champion.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we are finishing our Cersei chapters from Cersei 10. Um, No woohoos. That's where I was queuing for woohoos. Woo! Woo (laughs) Woohoo! I'll edit that out. No, I won't, but that's funny. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, spoilers for the books, the Song of Ice and Fire books, and, of course, Game of Thrones show, which we might delve into, delve into. Um, trigger warning for a potential rape discussion as well. Um, so we start this chapter with a sharp-faced septa moelle and uh, she's brought before Cersei and her small council. With her are six of the faith militant. She brings news that Marjorie has been inspected. She is no maiden and neither are her cousins. Sir Osney has confessed and, um, that he has lain with Queen Marjorie and her cousin Alla Tyrell claims to have witnessed the deed. The throne room is positively buzzing with excitement. Several lords and ladies slip away and Sir Osfrid has been instructed to take note on who. Cersei is delighted to think of how Marjorie must have suffered being inspected. She hopes that Marjorie and her cousins enjoyed their horse rides. She's so pleased with herself. She asks that their own maesters be allowed to examine her and this is like Pycelle's cue to jump in and he claims it doesn't need to inspect them because he's been giving Marjorie moon tea at her request. Mm-hmm. And the throne room goes into an uproar at this, and Cersei's loving every minute of it. And then I just marked, like, a little passage here. Even the royal herald, herald, beating on the floor with his staff, did little to quell the noise. The queen let it wash over her for a few heartbeats, savoring the sounds of the little queen's disgrace. When it had gone on long enough, she rose stone-faced and commanded that the gold cloaks clear the hall. Marjorie Tyrell is done, she thought, exulting. Her white knights fell in around her as she made her exit through the king's door beyond the Iron Throne. Boris Blount, Baron Trant, and Osmond Kettleblack, the last of the king's guards still remaining in the city. Moonboy was standing beside the door, holding his rattle in his hand and gaping at the confusion with his big round eyes. A fool he may be, but he wears his folly honestly. Maggie the Frog should have been in Motley, too, for all she knew about the morrow. Cersei prayed the... Old fraud was screaming down in hell. The young queen whose coming, she'd foretold, was finished. And if that prophecy could fail, so could the rest. No golden shrouds, no Valonqar. I am free of your croaking malice at last. That's a nice, neat, tidy bow. (laughs) So, I guess we're all done. Yeah. (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) It's wonderfully set up, though, for what happens later, like... Because you never know with Martin, like, if you think back to when you first read this stuff, like, you watch this all go down and you're just like, oh, no, she's getting away with it.
1: I just, like, I can't get past how annoyed I am at the prophecy in the first place from this section because, you know, the fact that she never, I mean, obviously we don't have her POV, but she never seems to have any specific objection to Sansa. She never has she never appears to be threatened in any way, shape, or form by Sansa who, you know, would fit all of the criteria for the younger queen as well. And it's just kind of annoying that this stupid prophecy is just tagged on at the end of the you know, the end of the series like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's probably one of those things though that,
1: you know, George wasn't he hadn't
3: even come up with like the Valencor idea at that point either. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, like, during the Sansa, whenever he was writing
2: right,
1: the
3: Game of Thrones, and
2: that's yeah, why I, I always d- thought that, also, that was a so bit weird. So you think she would have been obsessed with it with Sansa too?
0: There's really no explaining it away, or Marcella
2: for that matter. You know, like having a
1: daughter yeah. should have freaked her out.
2: Well, any woman <laughs> that would be queen, really.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, only her. <sighs> the only thing that could remotely and that's remote explain is her sort of like you know she she's short-sighted. She doesn't you know she sees what's in front of her. She doesn't tend to think down the, you know, but again, it would have come up, you know.
1: I guess part of my annoyance too is that in you know there's certain sectors of the fandoms that like valencar is the most important thing in the entire series to them. And it's like you know George just kind of half-assed this like at the <laughs> end of one of the books, right? Like This isn't some huge, huge overarching thing that's the most important thing in the world, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think this, that paragraph that was just read kind of shows how, I think it is Cersei's, like, everything that's happening is just her bringing it upon herself, like... Mm -hmm. Like her power, it does get stripped away from her. And if you think about it, if she wasn't going after Marjorie, none of that would have ever happened. It's um, mm-hmm. just yeah. you know, would have been in control somewhat.
1: Is the younger more the younger
0: queen herself? Oh, oh. Uh, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Can you explain for me? <laughs> <her>, I'm trying. <laughs> just, in terms
1: of like this this incident from her past when she was a young girl is like. Hmm. you know, getting to what Jinmo said, actually, she's destroying herself. Yeah. And it's all because of what she saw and what she did as this, mm. you know, young girl, as this young queen.
2: Hmm. Mm. Ever I've never heard that okay. before. That? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. it's just really it's a little trippy.
4: Yeah. It's like, was yeah.
0: <laughs> like, <what> that? a? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, too, like, it kind of goes back to, like, um, what Chicky has always said, too, just hearkening back to what Jinmo had just said about um, Cersei's She doesn't really have power, really. You know, Mm -hmm. it's her assumed power because rightfully, Marjorie is the queen. It's a lesson she's going to learn
3: very. She's pretty much given all the power to the Faith Militant now.
0: She doesn't, yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and if you notice, like all of the the people at court,
1: they're like they're trying to get the hell out of Dodge (laughs) after they they find out about Marjorie being held captive. I love the people doing. There are people doing the Irish goodbyes in the back of the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> she's right, She got them to write the names down or make note. I don't know how mentally, but.
0: <laughs> of people leaving the room. Oh, their heads will roll later. She's not done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't counter out. <laughs> okay, so um Cersei and her small council leave Lord Merriweather um sorry, leave, and Lord Meriwether claims the small folk will not take the news well. Lord Waters suggests that he brings Toman's ships into the Blackwater Bay. Harris Swift also predicts riots in the streets. Cersei thinks him cowardly. She announces she will see the High Septon and Marjorie herself under the guise of making peace. She supposes there might have to be a trial of some kind. Cersei leaves them to see Tolman who is fishing for cats with a toy uh-huh. made of fur on a long string of and a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> And there's this moment where it's like a really telling of how much um, Cersei actually cuddles her child where she describes him as being surprised when she picks him up and kisses him. Oh, <laughs> he asks him and she's like, <laughs> It's not when it's not a good sign when your child's like surprised that you're showing them any kind of real affection. <laughs> um Anyway, he, she tells him that lions do not cry and um, gets him to sign some blank warrants. Um, she later adds the names of Sir Talad the Tall, Jalabar Zoe, Hamish the Harper, Hugh Clifton, Horace Redwine, Hobby Redwine, Mark Molindor, um and the Bluebeard Bard. Like I missed one. Bit.
1: Was Mark Mullendore one of the guys that was in on the bed about Brienne? Yes,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. The monkey was he the monkey guy? Oh yeah, he's yeah, the he monkey guy. A monkey. A monkey, okay, a cute monkey. <laughs> I couldn't remember who um, Talad the tall was. Any correlation to dunk somehow? Oh
2: no,
4: I don't uh. think so. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <don't> like, does to <laughs> dunk get around as much
0: as people yeah. think?
4: Because <laughs> <does>. tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're I meant to.
0: Tall, it's a description. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I meant to look it up, but I totally forgot until I read it just now. Like, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> somebody will, I'm sure, write us and let us know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, Cersei tells Osfrid um, that some may have fled the, the names she has, um, given warrants to. And, uh, she tells him, just make sure that, you know, you don't kill them before you get a confession out of them, particularly Sir Talad, who will probably put up a fight. She thinks it's important that the red wine twins be forced, um, be found falsely accused, um, to make their judging seem fair. <laughs> That's some logic. <laughs> Uh, Sir Osfred informs Cersei there are already there's already a crowd of 100 gathering outside the high uh, outside the Sept demanding Marjorie's release. Osfred offers to have them dispersed. Cersei tells him no. She's into uh, she's enjoying the fact that the people are now at his doors. She tells him the faith can defend itself.
4: Oh, I'm just perpetually amazed that how much she thinks she can just get everyone to lie and it's like she's just weaving this crazy web that no one is like you know it's it's breaking apart and she just keeps going and going and going
0: (laughs) um by the oh go ahead ahead. well i was just this is gonna be
1: the stupidest um Stupidest comparison, but I'm gonna go, go for it anyway. I don't know if any of you ever watched the comedy Happy Endings, but there's an episode where one of the characters just has these like incredible built lies that build upon lies and she keeps track of them in, in her, she keeps track of everything in her, um, greetings feline because her family couldn't afford Hello Kitty. Her <laughs> greetings feline <laughs> journal. So maybe right. Cersei has <laughs> something like, yeah, it's your journal.
2: journal.
0: So by the evening, all the, um, all their arrests have been made. Sir Talad the Tall did put up a fight. He killed three gold cloaks in the process of his arrest. The Redwine twins are held comfortably in a tower while all others are taken to the dungeons. Hamish the Harper is older and is not breathing well. Cersei instructs Qyburn to tend to the man and to help him remember details. <sighs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> The next day, Lady Merriweather helps her dress appropriately drab for her meeting with the High Septon. Before she leaves, she asks Lady Merriweather to speak to the Tyrell cousins, but be careful what you say. She hops in her litter and rides to meet the high sept Tana asks Cersei what she will do if Marjorie asks her guilt or innocence be determined by wager or battle, and Cersei knows a king's guard must defend the queen. It's the rules. Sir Eris and Balon are in Dorne, Jamie's at River Run, Sir Osmond is the brother of the accused, and that leaves only Trant and Boris Blunt Blount. Lady Taina laughs because they both suck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trant must be slightly better because Cersei asks her to remind her that Marin Trant is feeling ill when they get back. So I, um, I think just by an edge, Maren Trant uh, Tran must just have a slight edge. Well, isn't
1: Boros the one that Jamie made be Tommen's
0: food taster? Oh, yep. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it just sounds like he sounds like an oaf. She blammy. just wants to get rid of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a great oafy name he's concocted. Um, Cersei also tells Tana to pack up her um, boy and bring him to King's Landing. He'll cheer up Tommen after mm-hmm. Marjorie's head has rolled. <laughs>
4: yeah. Who would do that? Oh, what an invitation! <laughs> <laughs>
0: logic like when you write it out and say it out loud it's really terrible I mean, what mother
4: would say
0: oh thank you for that invite to a play date yeah
4: yes, it's a play date from hell <laughs> well, yeah. I, t-
0: I truly believe tana has never intended to bring oh, her yeah. son to case oh,
1: yeah wait <laughs> like no we're gonna have to reschedule. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, at the Blessed Balan statue, the bones have been cleared away, and there is a small mob present. Inside the sep, the high septon makes Cersei wait as he prays at the altar of the Father. Cersei tells him she wishes to see Marjorie, and he requests she pray with him when her visit is through. Mm-hmm. No, no big deal. We'll just pray a little, and you can go. Um, Marjorie is kept in a six by eight foot cell with no furniture, a straw pallet for a bed, and a copy of the Seven Pointed Star. It's a really shitty hotel. <laughs> yeah. She's got a candle. Come on. <laughs> like, oh, it was it the window? This the no thicker than an arrow shaft. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need some sunlight. You know, you need to get your vitamin D somewhere. Yeah. That bitch is going to get scurvy. Yes. Wait, that's C, isn't it? What do you get from Black Vitamin D? You don't have to answer that.
4: No, <laughs> a lot of bad stuff, yeah.
0: I'm if sure Tom someone will answer here, it for us. It. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Marjorie is um, angry at how she's been treated. Um, she's wearing like a rough clo- um, spun cloak. Her hair is tangled. Her feet are filthy. Um... Every hour they ask her for a confession, not letting her sleep. Marjorie asks Cersei if she'll take them out of their prisons, meaning her and her cousins. Um, Cersei tells her she cannot profane the holy place with bloodshed, but she's helping by rounding up all the accused of her lovers. Certain they will plead her innocence at her trial. And then I kind of marked another one. Trial? There was real fear in the girl's voice now. Must there be a trial? How else will you prove your innocence? Cersei gave Marjorie's hand a reassuring squeeze. It is your right to decide the manner of the trial, to be sure. You are the queen. The knights of the king's guard are sworn to defend you. Marjorie understood at once. A trial by combat? Loris is hurt though. Elsewise he. He has six brothers. Marjorie stared at her, then pulled her hand away. Is that a jape? Boris is a craven. Marin is old and slow. Your brother is maimed and there are two off at Dorne. And Osman is a bloody kettle black. Loras has two brothers, not six. If there's a trial by battle, I want Galen as- Garland as my champion. Sir Garland is not a member of the King's Guard, the Queen said. When the Queen's honor is at issue, law and custom require that her champion be one of the King's sworn seven. The High Septon will insist, I fear. I will make certain of it.
1: That's
4: a BS rule. Sorry. <laughs>
1: It really is. This it really is. It. <laughs> and like how come Osprey like the kettle black gets out of it because his brother is the accused well sorry actually his brother is according to their rules of the other people in the Kingsguard so she should Marjorie should be able to pick him yeah. brother on brother Marjorie. Clegane bowl undercard yeah. kettle black bowl <laughs> I like
2: that kettle black. and then it becomes kind of, yeah it'd be like a nice little punishment like well there you go <laughs> Man, you should be a promoter.
0: I, I want a ticket to that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I was...
0: What was I going to add? Something about... Oh, yeah. I'm just... It is a bullshit role because, like, these guys serve for life. Like, what are the odds that these, these are fit combatants? Why would the royal family want them to be the ones there, as their champions? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I'm just like... They just change the rules whenever they want to, like Ares was like, oh, my champion's gonna be fire. Well, you know, my champion's gonna be giant
0: boulder.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I choose
0: use cannonball. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. Um, I have to uh, say, too, these chat these passages are kind of riddled with Marjorie's intelligence. Like oh, you can yeah. just see her, like heels clicking very quickly. She's catching on, like what's been happening. Like it doesn't take her long at all to figure out what Cersei's been up to.
4: It's kind of refreshing because you don't get, you know, uh, throughout the books you don't get too much of that. And then, you know, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. I just kind of liked reading her as opposed to the book. You know, the, I mean, the show. There's a little bit
0: of a difference there. Yeah. I mean, applause to, um, Natalie, um, dormer. Cause she really bought, brought a lot of life to just a little snippet of what this character is about. I think up to this point, <clears throat> I think the
1: show has given her and Olena of, you know, a viewpoint. Whereas the books that, you know, at the books at this point in time are really only seeing things in King's Landing from Cersei's POV. Yeah.
4: And there's a little bit of a difference because the age, you know, from book to show.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So. Yeah. She seems a little more sophisticated in the show, whereas I think she seemed—I don't know—for some reason the book she seems a little more.
1: I don't know if honest would be the She's word. Like, a little more sophisticated and a lot more gay in the show. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Marjorie calls Cersei out on her schemes and calls her an evil bitch. Yes, uh, you go, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been thinking it. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> So Cersei gathers up her skirt and heads down to a small room to meet with the High Septon. Um, they speak of Marjorie's innocence and upcoming trial. Cersei suggests the faith conducted. Sep- the High Septon wholeheartedly agrees. You know, who better to judge a queen? Cersei pretends, cries, and thanks him. She prepares to leave with Sir Osney to be questioned by the small council. The High Septon simply says, no. And that one small word is like an icy splash of water. Someone telling her, no. And Your I kind of... sense is tingling. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a little better to me than Marjorie calling her an evil bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, you could just, like, feel the shift in power. I Just at that, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, what's this?
0: What's this moment now? So this is different. Mm-hmm. So the High Septon bids Cersei follow him to where Osney is being held and he's been whipped and with the beatings he's confessed and his confessions has changed. Osney looks up and says, she's the queen I fucked, the one who sent me to kill the High Septon.
1: Mm -mm. (laughs) He just lets it all out. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wasn't he like hanging, like he's naked hanging from the ceiling? He's
4: literally letting it all out. I mean, she should know. (laughs) She's sent Quyburn <laughs> so many people to torture she should know what happens when people are tortured they spill the beans you <laughs> no? why did yeah. you think he would keep
0: oh man and Osney he doesn't seem to be all that of a I don't know he doesn't seem to be all that of a tough guy because I mean the blue bard was stood a lot more
4: <laughs> yeah even her conversations with him, he seemed very reluctant, and she she mentioned that. You know, she made note that he seemed reluctant and almost scared of what she was asking. So you would think she would have had some kind of clue, but... Yeah.
0: So at this moment, um, Cersei bolts for the door, pushing the High Septon aside in her frenzy up the stairs, she claws a septa <laughs> in the face, knocks off, another off to the floor, and then she panics as she thinks of Taina. You know, she's definitely going to be able to spill secrets. In the sept, she's grabbed by more septas and silent sisters. She screams that she'll have their heads. She's dragged <laughs> to a cell and is stripped naked, given a thin woolen shift which she promptly tears to shreds. She throws her only bit of water and a chamber pot against the wall, smashing it. Uh, Cersei is not a model prisoner.
2: <laughs>
4: I do appreciate that she didn't go easy. That you know,
1: yeah, I kind of root
4: for her when she was fighting.
2: <laughs> I got like yeah, it. One time too.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, this is like the one time I actually like Cersei is when she was like, you know, fuck your shit, yeah, fuck no, your rules. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. and they are pretty
4: scary. You know, there's there is definitely that. I don't know, man. He's a scary dude because of how intense, you know, he believes what he's, or it appears that he believes what he's saying.
0: Well, I think f- uh, re- fanatic religious people are just terrifying. <laughs> and that's what he is. Mm-hmm. It's that cold fanaticism, that righteousness. Hey. There's some proverb, like,
1: there's nothing so terrifying as a truly righteous man or something like that.
2: Mm. Oh. Yeah. They can yeah, like how she didn't even really try uh to really talk her way out of it. She just bolted, like, okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, it's just the idea that they can you
0: know, rationalize anything in the name of their faith. That is scary. I mean, granted, she, you
1: know, is guilty of murder of the last high acceptance,
0: so... Yeah. She's innocent until proven guilty by trial by combat. <laughs> yeah, we know she's yeah. guilty of sin. <laughs> she's, anyway in her cell. She screams her throat raw, and eventually she just gets tired and falls asleep. She's awakened every hour by a septa who asks if she wishes to confess. And in the morning, Cersei flings a bowl of gruel at another septa, but drinks the water given to her, and then dons a mildewy gray shift. As the hours pass, Cersei thinks of how she'll behead her small council for abandoning her. Near dawn, on the second day of her captivity, Kyburn visits her, and he tells her he cannot take her home. Um Toman is safe, he assures Cersei is to be tried, as is Marjorie. The blue bard has been delivered to the High Septon as instructed. Osfred no longer commands the gold cloaks. Humphrey Waters now does. Kyberin uh, has been dismissed from the small council. Mace Tyrell marches back towards King Landing, King's Landing, as does Randall Tarley. <clears throat> Lord Meriwether and Tana have fled back to Long and Orane Waters has set sail to who knows where with all her boats. <laughs> lovely, my lovely Germans. <laughs> <laughs> My lovely oh. Drummonds.
2: <laughs> I thought
4: that was, like, funny that she actually, that was the one thing, you know, out of all those things. She was like, oh. <laughs> it's
2: like, my
4: beautiful cars, or, you
2: know, like, <laughs> the context.
4: <laughs> and did they, is the reason that they did not, you know, mention the incest rumors because they want to keep Tommen in place that would make things too unstable? Because wouldn't that be, like, the perfect time to bring those charges up? <sighs>
1: Well, I mean, aren't they kind of getting it from the back by yeah. implicating her with Lancel? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, why not
4: bring I up think Amy? you're right. I guess that could be the only reason yeah. to
1: think of for and... I mean, politically, I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, at yeah. the start, maybe, but now, I don't know. Now, do they need? I mean, I guess.
4: Yeah, they like, don't need to bring it up. I'm just Santa's curious, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, they're crazy no, I, I faith think people. you're right. Yeah, you know, why? From the faith point of view, not from a, you know. Yeah. So I'm thinking there like, must the a reason.
1: What's the alternative? You know, Stannis isn't gonna put up with this shit. <laughs> like, <could you> imagine?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man, that would be kind of awesome. Stannis <laughs> versus the septa. Yeah.
1: No. I
2: feel Speaking like
1: of- it would end with like Stannis like waking up the septa every hour <laughs> to bitch at her. Like she would he would wear her out. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Stannis, there's a part where they they are kind of theorizing where a is like sailed off to. Oh yeah. Some suspect Stannis and then I think Pysell thinks he's just a pirate. <laughs>
4: I like that, yeah. that Pysell was like, yeah, I've got to go be a pilot.
1: Pirate. <laughs> pirate. pirate.
0: <laughs> 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 and she also has that thought too about bastards being sneaky and <laughs> she should have listened to her father. <sighs> And I genuinely can't remember. Is it ever revealed where he went off to? <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. Leave uh, what do you guys think? Any ideas? Well, like
3: I think he, he does go off to be a pirate. There's like a, a whole... Uh, it's theorized that he's he's now one of these pirates now. Okay. Like, um, I think it's even mentioned like in A Dance with Dragons. It's sexy stuff. Yeah, because they're hot, purple-eyed yeah. I mean, it's Yeah, there's like a, a pirate... Now that's not
1: like um, oh that, that yeah the Summer Islander pirate that people also think could be Jerry and Lannister uh, yeah I
0: think Raine Waters is probably a better bet huh? <laughs> yeah depending on the time I don't know because he's brand new right yeah yeah
1: well no I don't know how new he is he's a pirate king yeah the pirate king
0: yeah maybe it is Jerry I like either theory. <laughs> okay. I mean, so wouldn't we- you
1: do that too, though? I mean, if you could get a hold of a bunch of boats in Westeros at that point in time, oh my God, I'm setting sail for, like, the southern Summer Islands, like, in a second. Right, a Pleasure cruise. You can start your own fleet of
2: pleasure yeah. <laughs> cruises. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay. Cersei tells Kyburn she is lost. He takes her hand and tells her hope remains. He has her champion. One no man in all the seven kingdoms can stand against. And this time she did laugh. It was funny, terribly funny, hideously funny. The gods make jokes, japes of all our hopes and plans. I have a champion no man can defeat, but I am forbidden to make use of him. I am the Queen Qyburn. My honor can only be defended by a sworn brother of the Kingsguard. I see the smile died on Kyburn's face. Your grace, I am at a loss. I do not know how to counsel you. Even in her exhausted, frightened state, the Queen knew she dare not trust her fate to a court of sparrows. Nor could she count on Sir Kevin to intervene after the words that had passed between them at their last meeting. It will have to be a trial about combat. There is no other way. Kyburn, for the love you bear me, I beg you, send a message for me, a raven if you can, a rider if not. You must send to River Run to my brother, tell him what has happened, and write, write, yes, your grace. She licked her lips, shivering. Come at once, help me, save me. I need you now as I have never needed you before. I love you, I love you, I love you. Come at once, as you command. I love you, thrice, thrice. She had to reach him. He will come, I know he will. He must, Jamie is my only hope. My queen, said Qyburn, have you forgotten? Sir Jamie has no sword hand. If he should champion you you and lose, we will leave this world together as we once came into it he will not lose not Jamie not with
2: my life at stake and that's the end which means that won't happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just read the next chapter yeah <laughs> okay the new lord of Riverwind was so angry he was shaking <laughs> listen you can tune into episode number I can't even remember what it was <laughs> we did this one <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while.
1: <laughs> it is kind of interesting to you know when I was reading the chapter, I was kind of skimming over the you know your, the end of some of the other character arcs in A Feast for Crows, and you know you see this chapter, and I think right after it or right before it maybe is Brienne's final chapter, and you you know just to get the contrast of these two women, mm-hmm. um, these two women in danger, and you know both kind of send sending or being sent off to Jamie and like how the the differences there are pretty amazing. Yeah for yeah. true Brianne's willing to die for him and Cersei is willing to ask him to come back in a bring situation and, death. and
2: death. Yeah. bring
1: yeah bring him to his death too. Although actually they both end up being willing to bring him to his death. Yeah. Or Jamie man you gotta choose better sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't know
0: if Brienne, we don't really know what she's up to, to be fair. Right. Yeah. And that's a whole other point of discussion, which we've had, but (laughs) I'm sure it'll come up again. Oh, yeah. Well, how are you feeling coming to an end of the Feast for Crows Cersei chapters? I feel like she has completely gotten to the
1: point where she's not even thinking the truth anymore or or what's not thinking the truth like she's completely been convinced by her own lies and paranoia yeah yeah i think she absolutely thinks marjorie's probably slept with all of these men and you know marjorie's out to kill her and the tyrells are you know she she's internalized all of that paranoia so is it like she can't
2: oh
0: sorry oh go ahead Oh, as I say, she can't really keep track of her lies. Like, you see her flip-flop a lot, right? Like, I mean, there's that line where she says, well, I hope they enjoyed their horse rides. She knows that, you know, there's a potential that they're virgins. They probably are.
4: Yeah, I was interested, and I was Googling about that. It seems like the consensus is that Pycelle was lying about the Moon Tea, that he's working Mm. for Cersei, or there's two different theories, that one that he's not, but it was for some other reason.
0: Yeah. yeah, I can't even remember what we came out with
2: yeah it sounded kind of like when I read it it sounded like she was waiting for him to speak to like say that I forget what the line was
4: yeah cause he left it as she needed moon tea for and then it got cut off
2: oh
0: hmm. I don't know I feel like I feel like they are a lot of fun to read. Um, she's way more brutal than I remember.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not going to
0: lie. I was a bit foggy on... Because I, I am, like, totally... I think just going from the books to the show and being so wrapped up in the show and then going back to the books.
2: Yeah, you
0: can forget. She is not as nasty on the show at uh, all.
2: Yeah. yeah, and that's what no, confuses sh- me when people are you know having so much sympathy for her and classifying her as a gray character i'm like yeah okay all the characters are gray but she's like dark dark gray <laughs> like i don't know where there's any like i mean she's basically not gray <laughs> so it's like i don't know where people are seeing well, i mean every all- i mean even her entire like all of her thoughts are nasty like there's nothing i don't know
0: Her own child is surprised to get hugs by her (laughs) yeah Um, the only shining moment she has is clawing that septa in the face you know and that says a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were fun to read though I didn't yeah they are fun to read and there's still more we've got dance with dragon yet but uh and she's
4: humorous I mean she has that Lannister humor I mean even if she's not saying it out loud she's mostly saying it out loud but the times when she isn't she's still pretty funny in her head you know she gets some zingers in that are you
0: know, she amuses herself <laughs> as well as yeah. for <laughs> Alright, so I think that's going to wrap it up for that. Uh, do we have any messages? Any mail? Yeah, we got some. Um, we got one from our Chikrin,
3: and she Chikrin. says, <laughs> Yes, Chikrin, Chikrin on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> she says, guys, thanks for the week off, but I miss Cersei so damn much I just read this week's chapter anyway. <gasps> If Kyburn's whole Dr. Frankenstein thing doesn't work out, he should consider a second career as a personal assistant. Yes. Because, because his transcription skills are are on point. He got <laughs> that message to Jamie verbatim. I love you thrice, dorks. <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not coming to your aid. <laughs> I know what you're up to. And, um, uh, she was wanting to know... Um, Jinmo, about that Anon, you answered our Tumblr. She's been laughing about that shit all day long and the
2: listeners
0: would fucking love that shit. <laughs> what is it? I've been totally in the dark on this.
2: What is this Tumblr Anon? Was that the, uh... Which one was that? The recent one?
4: The boner, I think.
2: The I think. bathtub <laughs> one? I <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub boner. Yeah. Oh, what was it? What was it? <laughs> it was, um... Oh, I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um oh, it was like did Brienne feel it? Did she <laughs> did she uh, think of Jamie differently afterwards? And I just like invented some Moment in the text about how she felt it. Oh my gosh, a boner, <laughs> a
4: boner bath tsunami.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was like a tsunami. <laughs> the,
1: force, the force of it sent the water splashing over towards her. And it was very, yeah. very much in the vein of a George
4: Barton cringeworthy, you know? Yep. Yeah, I was,
2: like, <laughs> was like, the force of it sent the water at her, knocking her backwards in the tub. <laughs> I'm sorry
0: I asked. (laughs) It's special. It's very nice. Shenanigans. We did
3: get two um, comments from Lady Blade. And I'm just going to say, Lady Blade, thank you so much for your your, your emails. I know that whenever I read them, it kind of makes her, I think, a little bit embarrassed. But I'm just going to say thank you so much. We look forward to your emails every week. Um she did say on our drunk cast episode uh um she says okay so you guys cracked me up it, as always and tomorrow is mother's day in England so happy mother's day I know Eon and Lot have juniors so happy mother's day to you I don't know if any of the rest of you guys have juniors but at any rate happy mother's day I hope Eon's face gets sensa- gets sensation before mother's day <laughs> happens L- <laughs> A- LOL <laughs> And, um, she says, P.S., I actually do recommend you guys all the time on the Facebook group I created, which is ironically called Team Lannis Tarth. <laughs> and, um, uh, I'm just gonna plug that. Um, she's got a Facebook page called Team Lannis Tarth. So, um, if you want to check it out,
0: go like and subscribe to her Facebook page. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> going back to the drunk cast, like, um, we had, pre-recorded that and had it kind of canned for a while and being drunk plus like not listening to it for quite a while it was like never hearing it before it was like all new to me. <laughs> i died when it got to the bit about stannis and what kind of lover he is <laughs> <laughs> uh, go watch, that shit was funny anyway <laughs> oh. oh we did get
3: an itunes review Nice. Yes, it's from a Giselle Tien and it's titled It's Like the Group of Friends You Wish You Had mm-hmm. Five Stars. Um If you have become obsessed with the song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones and wish you had a cool group of friends with whom to discuss it, then this is the podcast for you. What makes this such a fun and unique podcast is the variety of topics from the show to the books, rereads and even RPG that are always fun and interesting to listen to. The only thing to be aware of is that if you listen to this podcast in public, you might look because of all you might get looks because of all the times these ladies make you laugh.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is sweet.
2: That's, that's
0: <laughs> that is nice like one of the sweetest. I love that. Thank you. Thanks. That's, cool. no, that's, that's all I have so far. It's plenty. Thank you everybody <laughs> that's for good. spending those. That's good. If you want to send us messages, you can, uh, close the door and come here dot tumblr dot com. Um, also reach us at close the door and at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at door podcasts. Please support us on Patreon at patreon com forward slash close the door. Good news, guys. We had another Patreon subscriber today.
3: <gasps> Woohoo!
0: Love you. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. And, um, I love those iTunes reviews too. So that was a great one. Um, leave us more, please. We're still waiting for our lumpia recipe. I still don't really know what that is. I had lumpia
4: last I week. I had it in a baby shower at a Filipino restaurant. It was very good.
0: Yeah, but I, I bet you would have loved it made your own at home, right? With like a <laughs> recipe, oh, Philippines, and <laughs> that'll that'll bring us Sorry. to the at the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody, for podcasting. Thank you, Jinmo, for joining us once again.
2: Thanks for having me. If
0: you would like to challenge Jinmo as one of the best guests ever, um, you can send us a message <laughs> to any of those places. <laughs> I'm sure Jinro's,
3: Jinmo's ready to go to bed now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, now I just had coffee,
0: so... <laughs> oh, okay. so, God. Send
4: her more anons and she could give some funny responses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> send Jin Mo- more boner tub and on <laughs> she loves yeah. nice and all. Please, please do <laughs> <laughs> alright so thanks guys thank Good you bye night.
2: Good Good
0: night. Night. Good night.